Welcome to Reexamined. I'm Jesse. I'm Toby. I'm Amanda. And I'm Emily. On this podcast, we'll take a look back at pop culture touchstones that influence society. This season, we re-examine the Twilight Saga. So just to give everyone an idea of what to expect this season, each episode we're going to be going back, re-examining a few specific topics and key themes from the Twilight Saga that made it such a phenomenon. Uh, like they say, hindsight is twenty twenty, or in this case, 2021. By re-examining, we're not just talking about how much we love Twilight each episode. We're taking a deep dive into what the franchise meant for a whole generation of young women and how it shaped how we view ourselves today. We'll be discussing topics ranging from whether Bella is a feminist icon all the way to Anna Kendrick's acting career. This episode, we'll be taking a trip back to our own adolescence to see why each of us loved Twilight so much and why we still do today. Uh, so <laughs> we are definitely in the quarantine tavern. Let's start a podcast crew. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, we followed through on it. I will say that's the difference. Okay, a lot every a lot of people said, "Oh, we should start mm-hmm. a podcast," but we did. We did. Yeah, we yep. did. We did it. We have the whole kit and caboodle. We're ready to go. We have our whole outline. So yep. yeah, get ready because it's going to be a pretty uh pretty packed season. Pretty packed season talking about Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Strap and I in. mean, really, this started by, like, marathoning Twilight multiple times. Mm-hmm. Even just through, not just through 2020, but just, like, through our lifetime know, adult <laughs> lives, too. Like, we just, we love the Twilight saga yeah. so much. And we would just talk about it all the time. And then we were like, let's just do this uh, on a podcast. Right. And then we did it. Yeah, it definitely wasn't a quarantine-inspired Twilight binge. It was, uh, you know, this is something that we've all been watching Twilight for a long time, and now just uh, have more time to talk about it in a recorded space. (laughs) Just a little bit of background about us. We all went to college together in Florida, and me and Amanda are, Mm -hmm. you know, recording from Brooklyn. And then Emily and Jesse are all the way on the West Coast in L.A. Yeah. Uh, What are you guys most excited about this podcast? (laughs) The fame. (laughs) The money. (laughs) All the profit we're going to be making. Um, No, I'm actually really excited to genuinely like discuss Twilight in a in a more academic way than many people have, because it really did shape a lot of the way I think about relationships, you know, when I was Mm -hmm. a teen girl. Um, So Mm -hmm. I think that's really interesting. And I think a lot of people in our generation, uh, you know, we're so obsessed. It it obviously had some type of effect. And that's kind of, you know, what I'm interested in getting into. I also think people don't take Twilight all that seriously. And obviously it, you know, we've talked about it. It had a huge impact on us. So, you know, bringing into context of 2020, 2021. Jesse, why are you excited about Twilight? I'm excited about Twilight talking about Twilight like this because I feel like you know it's a space like what we're doing is basically allowing ourselves space to really have these conversations that maybe are um what's the word 
people don't take seriously mm-hmm. or people think they're dumb or stupid or, you know, and we'll go into that, you know, in a couple episodes as well, kind of talking about just how people view media that is made for women by women and how it's taken less seriously. But they actually have a really big impact. And I think that by allowing ourselves space to actually process what we consumed when we were younger is really powerful and it can help shape how media is uh, discussed and critiqued in the future, I think. Wow. That is like a really good answer. I was just going to say, I'm excited to like have a reason to talk to you guys every week. Um, That's also, that's also, that's probably my first one. Yeah. So, um, of the four of us, I think I was the oldest when I started to read Uh slash watch Twilight. Um, Embarrassingly so, almost. I think I was 16 the first time I caught Eclipse on, on, you know, playing on like HBO or something like that. And then I ended up borrowing the books from a friend. Um, So, my Twilight kind of obsession and phase came much later in life. Right. Um, but I do think it opened the door for me to like Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson as a couple and as individual actors. Um, it was also like part of like me getting into film phase. And yeah, uh, yeah. that's me. yeah. We've talked about this so many times, I feel like, but I always forget that you were, like, 16 when you first started, like, in Twilight, which I feel like actually, thinking about that now, explains so much about why maybe we have such differing opinions on so many things Mm Twilight-related. Or it could just be us, I don't know. But um, I had a different experience with Twilight. I was pretty early on the train, I'll say. Like, I read the books... (laughs) I think I read the, like, the, all the, I think I read the first Twilight book before the movie came out. And so I was, like, very, very gung-ho about it. Like, I remember watching the cast of Twilight, like, their interviews, like, bef- like their very, very early interviews, like, when nobody knew who they were. Um, and I was very into it in the beginning. And then very... Quickly, I'd say, like, by the time Twilight hit peak popularity, I was, like, not so much on the train anymore. Um, And I, culminating in me falling asleep um, in the theater when I went to see Breaking Dawn Part 1, which I still say is one of the worst. That is just insane. That is insane. I feel the way I feel. It's one of the more boring Twilight movies. But anyway, so that's my story is, uh, you know, I was a big, big like tween Twilight fan and then I think out of the four of us I probably revisited since then like in my adult life probably the least for sure Mm. yeah I was like pretty obsessed but I wasn't on the train initially my older cousin um got me into it after the first Twilight movie had been released but New Moon wasn't yet released um so I read the first book or I watched the movie read the book was like obsessed and I got none of my friends really were um reading Twilight so I like got my whole friend group into it but I would post about it on Facebook a lot um and so just the other day I got a 12 years ago on this day (laughs) um and I said just got home from crisp crispers 
the puppy store, and Barnes and Nobles, about seven exclamation points. Now reading one of the best books ever, five <laughs> exclamation points, smiley face. So I was really into it. I and liked it. Was it was Twilight. Oh, it was like probably Eclipse because it's like the most sexually. Uh, that was Emily's sexual awakening document. Awakening. <laughs> LOL, no. Um, but I was a big fan. Yeah. Um, I probably like read a yeah. little bit in Barnes and Noble that day and then was like, I got to go home and finish the book. Jeez. Um, but anyways, I like yeah. went to all the midnight premieres and um, I've, I've, I've always loved Twilight. Like even after um, it's like, you know, Breaking Dawn Part 2. I've marathoned the movies. Um, I just think they're so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I just really quickly before Jesse goes, I just, I forgot to mention, you know, part of the reason why I was so much older when I actually ended up reading or watching Twilight is because when it first came out, everybody was comparing Twilight and the franchise to the Harry Potter books. Mm -hmm. And I am a very, very big fan of Harry Potter. And so like, that's what I was doing during middle school, like, you know, reading that and watching those. And so, you know, it was, it was just like a little delayed. Hmm. Okay, but Jesse, what about your Twilight experience? Because I feel like you you might have what people listening to this podcast would expect all of us to have. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I am a what some would call diehard Twihard. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I really was like it. Like, I knew what page stuff was on like I I yeah. it was definitely the first big friend like it got me into reading for sure like I was 12 year 12 13 years old I probably was 12 years old actually and my friend uh Jackie had the books and she was like oh my god I'm reading this book it was before the movie was even like I think they had announced it but the cast hadn't been fully announced so it was pretty That's early bananas. on yeah, and uh, she was like, you got to read this book. It's so good. It's crazy. It's, like, about a vampire. And I was like, oh, this is so crazy. So she let me borrow it. And uh, I read the whole thing in, like, maybe three days, which was fast for me. Like, I'm, I would not consider myself a fast reader at all. And uh, I was, like, glued to the book, could not... Uh, and this is like a weird factoid that I don't think I've ever said out loud, but like, I remember I would always have, I have like curly hair, so I have to, you know, style it with like product. And so I had like this Tresemme mousse, right. And it had like a specific <laughs> smell and it would always be like on the desk that I would read at. And so like when I pictured the vampire, like they, you know, they had this particular smell, my, oh my brain God. always goes back to the Tresemme mousse and that's the get smell that of the branded. vampires. Get that shit branded. You know, Tresemme, and I, I, you're listening. <laughs> oh, is this a, we're uh, sponsored yeah. by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tresemme's like, plug it, girl. Yeah. So it's like, I've never shared that before, but like, I definitely have like distinct memories of like what they smelled like with the Tresemme mousse. And like, I just remember being so it being so powerful and so all consuming. And, you know, I was a really big into Muse because of Twilight. I was really, you know, on Stephanie Meyer's 
website when she released the cast. And I remember going on YouTube and seeing behind the scenes because it was crazy. Uh, That first scene or I'm sorry, that first movie didn't have that much security on set. So people would just flock the sets. I started that's actually when I started listening to podcasts, too, because there was this podcast called Twilight Series Theories. Shout out to them. (laughs) Uh, When podcasts were like a very early thing, people didn't even really like uh, listen to podcasts that much. And, uh, yeah, so I'm definitely a big fan. And then as I got older, you know, the movie started coming out and it just exploded. And then by the time the last couple movies came out, I was older and I was way less interested. But, you know, it was a really fun journey. And obviously, I still rewatch the the movies now and have a lot of fun. And that's why we're here today to talk about it. And like it, it mm-hmm. made a you know, as you'll hear later on in the episodes, like it did have maybe positive, maybe negative effects on me. And yeah, and we'll be exploring those. So, yeah, I, dude, yeah. I love that. I have to say, like looking back, which is really what like this the whole point of our podcast um but like looking back i feel kind of bad because i think um and this is kind of like a good transition into talking about the you know power of like the teen girl demographic but i think part of the reason i hopped off the twilight train when i did which was like relatively early i think is because it kind of started to become um like it was kind of like an embarrassing thing to say that you like Twilight because it became so, you know, like uh, quintessential about like teen girl, like obsession. And like there mm-hmm. became like this like kind of uh, like tone where like the people who like teen like Twilight were like it was like dumb and like only girls liked it and like blah, blah, blah. And I feel like honestly, I feel like that maybe had was part of the reason I hopped off because I was like, oh, I don't I'm not dumb. Like I'm not a dumb like a one of those dumb teen girls like this is you know not cool for me to like anymore so I don't know like I think that's like such an interesting thing when we're talking about Twilight is just I mean we have to acknowledge we were all teen girls when we consumed it it was largely backed and became you know one of the biggest phenomenons you know of all time on the shoulders of the teen girl mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, there is sort of this stigma of, you know, I definitely as I got older, like people, people hate, love to hate on Twilight. You know, mm-hmm. there was a lot of vitriol surrounding people liking the franchise and liking the romance and how many spoofs and stuff did we see that, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, from so many things making fun of the the shows and, and the fangirls, right? There were always fangirls because there was like sync and stuff like that. Yeah. All the boy bands. But I think just surrounding the like fantasy nature of it and the like the monsters. I don't even know what John. I guess that's like sci. I don't wouldn't say sci-fi. Would you it's say fantasy. sci-fi? It's fantasy. Yeah, like, fan, and- like fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and people were just like. That made it even more a bigger that put a bigger target on its back like that coupled with young girls liked it coupled with like it was written by a woman. I think also one thing is that Twilight's main character was Bella like a female Mm. character and the story is very very much like Mm. stereotypically about a romance like that's the main thing. Right. Um, And so that probably added to it too. And it's like we kind of can't talk about this without acknowledging that like hating on twilight is like a rooted and and like a super sexist view 
in a way, like mm-hmm. not just hating on Twilight, but hating on things that teen girls love so much and um, like really, really dissecting them and it's, you know, really hating on them. It's not like people who just like don't like Fast and Furious. It's like the hate for Twilight was so real. It would be like, you know, very intense on the internet. And in real life, no, you know, yeah. like you like Twilight. Oh, you're an idiot. But like, if someone says they like Fast and the Furious, you're not like, oh, you're a dumb idiot. Like, obviously, that's totally fucking fake or whatever. I think it's just like representative of a large, of a larger double standard that I feel like most people are aware of by now. But it's like, um, like the things that women like, you know, like romance and like romantic comedies are all kind of always deemed like trifle is trifle the word or frivolous yeah like frivolous frivolous yeah trite 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 or frivolous and you know it's like oh men men don't like those things men tolerate them but then it's like emily was saying like the things that men like like action like that stereotypically i'll say like that men like like action films and like i don't know like uh yeah, like superhero Sports stuff. Oh yeah, whatever. Like a, a superhero mm-hmm. is a great example because like look at Marvel. Marvel has a huge female audience. Like I love Marvel, but then I also love Twilight. So I feel like to me that's saying like there's probably a lot of men that would have loved Twilight if they were allowed to publicly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think, oh, that, I think the difference is that like superhero movies, action movies are you know, heavily focused on fight scenes and, and action stuff, whereas Twilight isn't at all. Like, there's not that much action or fighting in it. Like, I I rewatched these movies with my dad over t- uh, quarantine, and in and, and the last movie, when they finally have that giant fight scene, he was like, finally! Like, this is what I've been waiting for all of these movies. Whereas, yeah. like, for me... Uh, my finally moment is like when they get married and they go on their honeymoon. I'm like, yes, Bella's getting in. Yeah. So like, I do see the difference, but it's like, you know, those outlandish fight scenes are also ridiculous. Like that's also something to scoff at if you were to, you know? Yeah. I guess I'm just like, my point is just like, it's not seen as manly to be romantic when I think that that's kind of a dumb stereotype to have. Yeah. Yeah, just a really quick to, you know, go on top of that. Melissa Rosenberg, who's actually, she wrote a lot of the screenplays for the movies. She was quoted in Holly, womeninhollywood.com in an article. And she says, um, when you start to read the criticism of Twilight's, of Twilight, it's just vitriol. It's intense, the contempt from critics, both men and women. And it's interesting, you know, there's a Harvard professor who wrote an article after the break, after Breaking Dawn called The Bigotry of Hating Twilight, and it's very interesting to me. We've seen more than our fair share of bad action movies, bad movies geared toward men or 13-year-old boys. And, you know, the reviews are like, okay, that was crappy, but a fun ride. But no one says, oh my God, if you see this movie, you're a complete fucking idiot. And that's the tone that is... And that's the tone. That is the tone with which people attack Twilight. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. I mean... Perfectly said. Sign sealed delivered. Yeah. yeah. So I know we've all been like saying how much we love Twilight and it, I do. I love Twilight. You know, I'll say it. But this <laughs> <Out> podcast. <loud. laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in this podcast, you know, we are going to be talking about, you know, how problematic it was. And, you know, looking back at that and seeing how it affected us and affected our generation and the way we think about things. So um, even though we're saying we love it in the power of the teen girl and, you know, 
why like we're mad or whatever that people are hating on it there's a lot of critique that needs to be um talked about in this saga so yeah no definitely stay tuned stay tuned I'm super excited to keep talking about this. We have a lot to cover on this podcast, so we're going to get really into the deep nitty gritty about every Twilight question you may have ever had. Um, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about Bella. We're going to talk about Robston. We're going to talk about, um, you know, the color palette of the first Twilight film and why it's so blue. Like every Twi, twi fact is, will be covered. Thanks so much for listening to Reexamined Podcast, and we can't wait to have you here with us on this journey. Next week, we'll be reexamining our feminist icon or our shell of a person, Bella Swan. Make sure to subscribe or follow us on whatever platform you're listening on so you don't miss a beat. This podcast is produced and edited by the four of us, and our music was composed and produced by Whitney Miller. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Reexamined Podcast, and let us know what your Twilight origin story is. Bye. See you next week. Bye. See you next week.